Hi there, Steve Kaufman here. Today I'm going to talk about how I learn Spanish. Uh, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe. You can click on the bell and get uh, notifications. So I've done some video. I did one on how I learned French and another one on how I learned Mandarin Chinese. So I thought I would do one on how I learned Spanish. Spanish has been with me for 60 years. You know, I, I started thinking about it. When did I first when was my first encounter with Spanish? And so I entered the McGill University at the age of 16 and not really knowing what to study. I took uh, two courses of English, two courses of French and one, one course of Spanish each of the two years. I only stayed at McGill for two years. Then I basically hitchhiked on a boat going across the Atlantic and ended up studying in Europe for three years. But in the first year, you know, I have to hand it to the professor we had. He, we just started right into reading. I remember we had a story called La Barraca by Blasco Ibáñez about uh, these agricultural workers, uh, very tough conditions somewhere near Valencia, if I remember correctly. He was a very pleasant uh, man, you know, relatively young professor, like in his 30s in those days. And uh, we pick our way through it. It was painful because, you know, every second word you didn't know, but there was a, a sort of a, a glossary there. And, and so I thought that was a great thing to do. And I can't remember what we did in the second year. Uh, mostly I remember that uh, near the university, there were two places that I would go to uh, once every couple of weeks or so. One was a um, sort of a bar cafe near the university where uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe, there was a guitarist playing uh, Spanish guitar music, and I would order a cup of uh, sherry, and I thought I was very, uh, you know, international or something. Uh, and then there was another place called uh, La Asociación Española nearby, where you walked down, it was dark, and there was these, these men in their 40s and 50s uh, who would always be there playing dominoes. And uh, for me, again, I'd go there and have a beer, and I'd think, wow, I'm kind of in Spain. So that was kind of my first introduction to Spanish. And then I have, I had, he's since passed away, but I had an uncle who lived in Chile. And when he heard that I was studying Spanish, he started cutting out uh, newspaper clippings from El Mercurio, which was, maybe still is, uh, one of the main uh, newspapers down there. And so again, I would be trying to read these articles from El Mercurio, underlining words that I didn't know, which was a lot of them, and looking them up. And again, very painstaking, but it again connected me to Chile, another Spanish-speaking country, obviously. So, you know, very early in my Spanish connection was this sort of fascination with countries where they speak Spanish. Of course, it was very painstaking to do that. It's not like Link, where you can go into our Spanish library, find, you know, something of interest maybe, or bring in, you know, import an article from El Mercurio and start looking up words automatically, click through the flashcards, all the different things that we can do at Link. Uh, it's just night and day, uh, bring things in from YouTube, whatever it might be. It's, it's very different from what it was like back in those days. In those days, you worked very hard. In fact, I would say that uh, I, one of the major motivations for me to create Link was that I have a number of books, in, it's particularly in Spanish and German, I had a number of books at home uh, in the, say, call it, uh, you know, in the uh, late 90s, but, but I had had them for a while and I would try to read them and always there would be 
10, 15 words per page that I didn't know and it was annoying and tiring to look them up in a dictionary. So slowly that was sort of the genesis of Link. At any rate, I went to Europe. I studied there for three years and during the, and I would hitchhike all over and during the, uh, particularly the Easter holidays, I would hitchhike into Spain. And so I think it was 1964 when I hitchhiked into Spain for the first time. And I can remember uh, carrying my rucksack and uh, getting on a bus in Barcelona and the people were so friendly, so friendly. And where are you from? And, and of course I started speaking whatever Spanish I had. And then they invited me to this uh, bar where they shared wine with me, you know, which we poured out of this sort of container, that jug sort of thing that had this long beak. And, and I would always go, I would, whenever I had the opportunity, I just loved going to Spain and hitchhiked down through uh, southern France, Arles, you know, Nîmes, Arles, Perpignan, Montpellier, uh, into uh, the, the Costa, Costa Brava and uh, worked my way down as far as, uh, you know, different occasions, Cadiz, uh, and, and all these cities were just amazing, like uh, Cordoba and, uh, and uh, you know, all the, all the cities of Spain and uh, Marbella before it was developed, uh, Sevilla, of course, and uh, of course, Barcelona and so forth. So it was just a fascinating, and I would sit and, and if, if someone picks you up when you're hitchhiking, they want to talk. That's why they pick you up. And so I would be talking. I don't know how I managed or what I had to say, but uh, hours on end, I would be talking to truck drivers or people who picked me up. And I can remember one truck driver, he had a, a dog who sat on top of his cab. And then that night he slept in his, in his cab and it's warm enough. I just slept in the ditch. Uh, the next morning I got back in with him. We kept going and I was speaking Spanish. I remember I went to uh, the Fiesta de San Fermín in Pamplona. Didn't run with the bulls, but uh, I was, you know, going to, you know, bars and yucking it up with people and having a great time. And so to me, Spain was, especially in those days, it was so friendly, so relaxed. Uh, the tourist business was just getting started. And then when I left, um, Europe. I mean, I went to Sciences Po in Paris and then I graduated and I started working for the Canadian government and I essentially had no contact with Spanish whatsoever. Until when I started my own business, uh, my wife and I decided to visit Spain and I remember on one occasion in particular for my 50th birthday, she arranged for a big meeting of a lot of friends from Sweden, from Canada, from France, people, friends, business acquaintances, and we all met Again, I didn't realize it. She organized it without telling me. Uh, and my uncle from Sweden, uncle and aunt, and of course my son, the one son who could come. And we did this in, uh, in Marbella. And so I've always pleasant associations, but struggling, struggling with my Spanish. And then I bought, I decided I got to read a book in Spanish. So I bought a book called El Bosque Originario by a Basque writer called Juan Juaristi, I think it is. And it's because I'm interested in the subject of, of ethnic groups and the origins of different, different ethnic groups and so forth. So I bought that book and I just fought my way through it. And uh, without the aid of 
anything really, leaving a lot of words that I didn't know, but I was quite familiar with the subject and therefore a lot of the vocabulary was also familiar to me and it gave me a great sense of achievement. Uh, so I'm trying to remember. So with that, my, my Spanish slowly improved. Uh, then with Link, I started, you know, we have, you know, audiobooks, uh, Trafalgar, I think is one of them. I can't remember. Uh, it just continued reading and listening. I remember I used to listen to, uh, there, were a, there was a podcast called El Grupo Risa, which I listened to. It was kind of funny. I didn't understand it all, but so it, it gradually improved. I'm going to, at the end, I'm going to suggest a couple of videos where I do speak in Spanish, but I think the, the key thing with my Spanish is, such as it is, and it's one of the languages that I speak the best. I think after my top four, which are English, French, Japanese, and Mandarin, Spanish comes right next to those. And I think why I've enjoyed Spanish is wherever, whatever my level was in Spanish, I was happy. Uh, if I was fighting my way through La Barraca, I was happy. If I happened that if there happened to be a Spaniard in that uh, you know bar in Montreal and I could say three things to him, I was happy. Uh, when I was hitchhiking through Spain, I was obviously making a lot of mistakes. I was happy at every step of the way, and I think it's important to enjoy. You know, I've never had to write an exam in Spanish. I never had to worry about how accurate my grammar is. I just enjoyed the language, listening, reading, speaking, whatever it might be. I just enjoyed it. And I think that's a good attitude to have in a language. And I've enjoyed my, uh, I, oh, I should mention, I also visited Mexico and uh, we spoke some Spanish there, of course, and we were in Peru and in Argentina. So I'm continuing to have this very pleasant, enjoyable connection with the Spanish language, something that I will continue to have. And people will point out that I don't get this right or don't get that right or don't speak as well as this person or that person doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter what my level is in any language. Uh, you know, my German is not as good uh, as my Spanish. And I was having an interview with a person in German, so I decided to read some German books. And I, one that I bought a while ago called Gelassenheit beginnt im Kopf. And it means like an attitude of just take it easy, enjoy it. It begins in your head. So it's not the circumstances outside you that decide whether you're going to be uptight or calm. It's how you take these circumstances. So similarly with language learning, whatever you are doing in the language, enjoy it. You decide you're going to enjoy it. It's not the language. It's not other people that decide whether you're going to enjoy the language. You decide if you're going to enjoy the language, if you're going to appreciate what you have achieved in the language, which I do. So with that, I'll leave it and uh, I'll suggest a couple of videos that you can listen to in Spanish. Uh, and uh, you can send me any critical comments that you may have. Bye for now.